Today on the Whatsoever Things show, the boys have a special guest interview with Miss Val Boer, who shares her testimony and how she came to Oxford, a deep dive into spiritual warfare, a little about her late husband Tom's bicycle ministry, and her encounter with a rookie Satanist. It's another great show, so hang on. Here we go. Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Whatsoever Things show, a podcast designed to stimulate your mind, tickle your funny bone, and encourage your faith. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. This is the Whatsoever Things show, recorded on April 5th, 2021. Rookie Satanist. Welcome back to another episode of the Whatsoever Things podcast. And today we are set up in the library. And to my left... Thomas Hickman. Hey. <laughs> to my right, Josh Hamlin. Hey, boys. Uh, behind the techno gadgets is Pastor Daniel. Small as always. And special guest today is Miss Val Boer. Help me, please. <laughs> I'm not going to be good. Talk about good. the title, what we think the title of this podcast is. We'll just let it flow and see if people can figure it out before Pastor Daniel. Well, well you'll give one anyways. <laughs> All right, welcome, Ms. Val. Thank you for coming to the Whatsoever Podcast. My pleasure. If do you like our digs, do you like yes. what the church provides us for a recording studio? <laughs> Very this much. is all Very Pastor Daniel's. Book. I have read every one of these books, so uh, just so you know. Never told a lie before either. Did <laughs> no, you? I haven't. We are located in the library, not because of the da- the sound deafening of the books, but because we've read them all. Mm-hmm. And we can point, we can grab and go to a page if need be as uh, as source material. I'm writing a book right now. Actually, it's it's uh it's how 50, to start a cult. It's it costs fifty dollars, and it's uh my book title is how to get people to pay fifty dollars for a book. I'm actually should be thought, by the end of the year. When I was in Lithuania, we passed by. We walked in one of the coolest cemeteries. It's one of those that's on a hill, and all of the tombstones are rickety and in mold black, and the way the hill was. And I thought about coffee table book on grave sites <laughs> like you ever walked and seen some of the grave sites they're really cool you i like that i like them yeah just it's taking a, a picture of them and putting it in a coffee table book you're a genius kramer <laughs> coffee table book on coffee tables so anyway so um so we have miss val we have a guest and generally our what we try to do is not say names if we're talking about people at the church this is a church podcast oh, we we're supposed to say that before we started recording no we're telling her now oh, okay and we try to defer and not speak over our guests so i'll apologize for josh uh, ahead of time thank you and uh so with that how are you doing thanks for coming i'm good thanks what do you want to talk about how'd you get here how'd you get here besides 301 three you mean how'd i get to oxford yes that's I'm what from... we generally ask okay. all of our um, guest is how did you end up at Oxford Assembly of God? Well, I'll give you the short version. I'm from Fort Lauderdale. I came up here in 1980, which is uh, we won't talk about Fort Lauderdale, but yeah, <laughs> let's talk about yeah. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> it was a it was it was a party party place. Seventies, you know, I was young. It was just a party party hardy place down there, and. I prayed one night. It was a whole lot of trouble going on. I actually prayed. I believed in God, but that was the extent of it. I was going to come up here, and Mom and Daddy were coming up here to retire. I said, oh, here's my chance to get out of here before this town kills me. 
And um, so I came up when shortly after they did. And I did pray and say, I'd like to find a little country church because I'd been up here in the area when they came. I came to visit them. So I came up here on the 4th of July, 1980, and I got saved the first weekend in October. Fabulous. And are you allowed to say the name of the person who brought you to church? (laughs) It was Torger. Oh, wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wait, I'm putting two and two together. Wait, 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 wait. 1980, Torger? 1980. Yep. Huh. Yep. 40 years ago. Exact 41. It will be 41. 41 years. Yep. Wow. Did, did he the, really look like Fabio back then? Yes, he did. He, <laughs> he, because one of my, my first friend that I made when I came up here it was at work. Um, she was dating him, okay. and that's how that all happened. Wow. And, um, and we all came to church. This, this is a great story. When it, it was a little white church on the other side of the post office, it was a little, the little one. There was 10 of us. We took up a whole row and then some, and I kept waiting for the ceiling to come down because we were party people. We weren't church people. (laughs) You know, what did we know? We knew there was God, Mm -hmm. but um, the the preaching was um, about hell. And there, there there really is a hell. I was amazed that there was a hell. And he had scripture that there was hell. And I didn't know any, I was so amazed at this whole thing that when they said, bow your head and close your eyes, and I raised my hand, well, now you have to go forward. You know, I was no way I was doing that. I was not doing that. And the white knuckle thing that people make fun of, I I really did that. Because I was on the aisle, I was on the outside aisle, and there was no way. I didn't know what was going on, but it wasn't, I wasn't scared, but. I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. So I'm white knuckling this pew and I'm and he's calling and calling and there's music and music and you know, God's calling you, all this is going on and I don't what is going on? I I had no clue what was going on. And then the sweet older woman gave a message in tongues and it was so sweet. And then someone interpreted it in the same sweet voice. And it was, I couldn't tell you word for word, but it was about love and the invitation and please come. That was the gist of it. Now I'm really, what is that? Mm -hmm. And it happened four more times, two more in front of me and two in back of me. So here, here was all around me. There's no way I'm, I'm that stubborn that (laughs) I would not go. So 20 minutes later, the pastor, pastor severance. He finally, he finally gave up and he let everybody go. Mm. And I'm looking for the back door because mm-hmm. I don't want to go out the front because he's there shaking mm-hmm. hands and mm-hmm. everything. And so I, when I get to the door, he said, young lady, I need to speak with you. And he brought me back oh, in no. and we sat on the back pew and he explained everything to me and I got saved right there. Wow. And then Johnny May came out of the back office because she was back there counting yes. money wow. and she was the first person that I saw it was but it didn't take right away so it took a couple of months but after about three or four months all of us were saved all of us and then my parents got saved you guys might have known my parents bill and mona ellis yes that's my those were my parents Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yep (laughs) they got saved and then i it's another story i went to another church and 
then all kinds of other stuff. But that's how I got saved. That's how I got here. Wow. I got here to Oxford wow. Assembly Baptist. And then Tom and I came back together. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, Josh? Yeah. I didn't know you were a pillar of the church for that from way back then. I thought you you guys yeah. had came later on, and I didn't know. Yeah. Huh. Yep, way back to the little white church. Let's talk about your formative years in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> oh, I really... <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to, but we're really going to pressure it, you. It was pretty in, back in then. In a spiritual sense, tell me what, from from spiritual lenses now, looking back at that time, oh. how, what, what, what do you make of it? What I mean, was it... Because we can use this information now in our spiritual lens as we see things going on and going wrong in the world but um was it deceit was it you know was was it was it satan you know providing you the 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 candy you were looking for Mm -hmm. was it just uh well people are always they're looking for something they're always looking for something and i've had reflecting back on it now i think of all the different times where um people had witnessed to me you know and and the different was was a lot of watering yes going on there Mm -hmm. but there it it was the enemy trying to keep me away but you had some um uh spiritual gardening going on over time no, no. <laughs> a little. My parents always believed in God. Okay. My dad read the Bible, but we didn't go to church, mm-hmm. you know, except maybe Easter, maybe Christmas, and we. But we always believed in God. My family, I had that, so that's why. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I, I, you know, I. But I was a blank slate. I didn't have to overcome any traditions of men from a right. different religion you know mm-hmm. i was just a blank slate there mm-hmm. but the it was definitely the enemy keeping me away from a lot of things i got married very young i married a childhood sweetheart that um turned abusive mm-hmm. and after i grew up spiritually here i realized where that came from because his brother was an artist and he had given us a, a Picasso, a real Picasso, but it was the devil's head. And I hated the thing. And huh. it was hung, hanging in the hallway. And that's when all the trouble started. Oh. And that, you know, you can piece all that back together. But at the time, I didn't know any of that. Hmm. He was just trying to um, kill me. Steal, kill, destroy. destroy. That's yes. his M.O. Yes, Steal the word. I think he steals the word right out from under you. And then he can kill you and destroy everything else. What would you say to somebody who, who would say, yeah, I mean, you hung up a picture and then some bad things started happening. That's probably just coincidence. There's not a link there. There is a link. Yeah, some people, I mean, correlation, not causation. I guess, but uh, I think there can be a a real link there. There, there is a link. There, is, there is, there is good mm-hmm. and there is evil, and you don't have to believe in God to see that. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it's it's black or white. I led a lady to the Lord one time, just repeating a story that I had heard from another coworker at a different place, where she was a good, good Christian woman, but her husband was. 
he was horrible. And but she stayed married. She was determined he was going to be saved. And um, the poor man got cancer, and in a the part of in a part of his lung. Well, I won't go into details, but it was it was pretty horrific. And it was a long time ago. It was back in the nineties. But she sat by him, sat by his side, wanted him to be saved. He wanted nothing to do with any of it, and she wouldn't leave his side. She just would not leave him. And finally, her brother came and said. Um, you go home and sleep one night. I'll sit with him. Well, he died that night. And she always she had a lot of problems. And that's when I met her, right when all this happened. Yeah. But she said that her brother told her it was a horrific death. He was, he saw, he saw where he was going and he was screaming oh, no. about it. And it was, it was a horrible thing. And, and then she had to deal with that, you know, because, oh. yeah, it was pretty horrible. So we, <laughs> forward. 20 years later, I'm in a lunchroom, big lunchroom at, uh, in Ocala, and um, so, I don't know how the subject came up, but I told that story, and I didn't know different people were listening to me, and this one lady, she said, then it is true. Hmm. It's true, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's true. So I was able to lead her to the Lord but, from that from that story. Cool. Isn't that... That's a God thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, turn of the century, well, I don't know. The hell preaching was like a big thing for a while that people would talk about hell and no one would scare people into yeah, Christianity because it it's worked. like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what this other road is, but I don't want to go down that road. And we've gotten to the point where it's like a little offense, not offensive, but like it's it's hard to talk about that and they're like no talk about love and peace and the good stuff don't talk about hell so much do you that, think that's a mistake I, it is i i even saw um recently on television for um it was are you allowed to say names of companies yeah we're just yeah. nobody in the church oh match.com had a commercial oh, for satan I, did I you see that i couldn't believe that i, I had no idea what i was watching oh yeah huh? no what yes match.com has a commercial where the girl is dating the devil yeah, and she, I, she represents 2020. Yeah, I, yes. it's cool. But it's, it's supposed like, to be it, really I cool. I just I couldn't understand what I was watching. Like I was like, I guess they're saying that you know some girls meet some guy that you know terrible whatever he's a dead. But it was just I don't know. It was a very odd, very odd commercial. Yes, very very odd, and it and it's all to desensitize all of us because he, the the devil knows his time is short, and he's pouring it on. And just like Pastor said, he's not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere. And he's up there accusing us right now. That's, I think that's his main job. I don't really know if he ever leaves there because there's so many of us. But he's got an army. He's got a well-trained army. And we have to have that same thing. And that's where we need Holy Spirit. We need him. That's where our power is going to come from. So just pretend we're a blank slate and we know nothing about spiritual warfare. Because we kind of don't. <laughs> but, We've said this well, before. We'll I, say it again. I, We're I three think, guys that don't yeah. know anything. I think, <laughs> I, th I think spiritual Teach warfare us. is the is intended for good, but it's not. It's bad. I think it's kind of wrapped up. Hollywood well, gets it and wraps it up and yeah. makes it enticing. In the old days, things like My Little Pony have demonic undertones in it. What? Come yes. on. It does. Think of movies. Think of the movies yeah, that Thomas, are out one of them. in the he Walk is. of the Living I'm gonna, Dead. I'm going to move a little stuff. bit over to that. <laughs> but, you know, you know and it old... desensitizes you. Yes. 
And yeah, some even say if you study this, if you you study demonic mm. influences and spiritual warfare, things will happen to you. Yes. The the darkness starts looking back. Yes. Is that the old yeah. saying? I know it I know in the old days churches used to have and some churches still do, they would have deliverance services. Like it was for I guess casting out demons and about spiritual warfare. That's what this that particular service was. And you don't see that much anymore. But in the old days, from what I understand, that's was like, oh, Thursday's, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that yeah. <laughs> get the demons out and we'll go eat potluck. I think that's needed right now. I think that would, I mean, you guys are a whole lot younger than me. Would that bring the younger people back if there were miracles going on in there? That's a tough question. <laughs> Would well, they... I, you, so to me, what... well, you Absol- should have a microphone. Absolutely, they would come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. for those what they're watching on TV or listening to, I'm a monster. <laughs> Skillet. That's a Christian song. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you know when you read the Gospels, you see Jesus casting out demons left and right. This the boy has um, this one boy has uh, epilepsy. And mm-hmm. today we'd be like, no, 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 he needs medicine. That's all he needs. But Jesus is like, no, cast out the demon. That's a demon in him. And uh, I just, it's so weird in the modern world to even think this could be a demon problem. You know, nobody thinks that. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm a Christian, how can I have a demon possess me or or mess with me? Oh, man, we're getting deep. Miss Val, just teach us. I'm not a <laughs> theologian. I just theologian for the clergy. I yes. just want to hear about Jesus. <laughs> you sound like a church lady. <laughs> that's, so there's a podcast me and Josh listen to. <laughs> you alright, Josh? Yeah. Oh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thinking, and tell me where I'm wrong. I think people... Right there. Mm-hmm. You're thinking. That's I think, wrong. I think there are demonic forces. Like you said, there's only one devil. He's not omnipresent. Odds are the actual devil is not the, the guy who's on your case. He's, or in Match.com. But, but, <laughs> or on Match.com. But um, there is demonic... I think there are evil influences out there, demonic influences mm-hmm. out there. And I think they do like to see you mess up. Mm-hmm. I think they think it's a big joke. They'd mm-hmm. like to see... They just laugh at you, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's also psychology in our brains where human beings are all the same. We all have the same fears are kind of the same. We have fears and we have um, selfishness, selfish desires. Mm -hmm. And so so in some sense, there's a psychological problem with us where we're our own worst enemy. You know how they Mm -hmm. say that. But Mm -hmm. somewhere on that spectrum, there's a line where something outside is pushing those psychological fears and selfish desires around Mm-hmm. And making you mess up, and, and I do mm-hmm. believe that. I just don't know. That's in the book. I just don't know where that line is drawn. If it's a spectrum, where on the spectrum do you draw that line? Where, okay, now it's not just you being your own worst enemy. There's something influencing you mm-hmm. more than you are than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what I think. What I do you think, think of that idea? I don't think there's a line. I think that it that's just the nature of the creation. You have the body, soul, and spirit. And your your spirit is in tuned with God's got you. When mm-hmm. you when you get saved, well, you'll see in that little video, God's got you. That's your your spirit. You can. He's never leave. He's never mm-hmm. going to leave you. He's right there with you. But sometimes our mind wanders, and we're human, like you said, and we're not thinking spiritual things. 
then here comes the enemy. He'll whisper. He'll do things. Mm-hmm. He'll put things in front of you yeah. to to throw you off. This is where you fight the good fight. This is where you pray without ceasing. To me, pray without ceasing is I just talking to God like he's sitting right there next to you. Did you see that, Lord? You know, but but it's a conscious effort because it, it's not twenty four seven because I'm human. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not. No one's perfect. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna mess up. Yeah. Con- I didn't no, no, go ahead. I'm not supposed no. to. Uh, Jesus said, you know, you don't battle against flesh and blood, but That's against right. principalities and powers in high places. That's right. And they do, I think, these demonic forces reign like a psychological warfare against exactly. you. And what you're around is what you become. Um, That's exactly whenever right. Whenever my wife goes to Arkansas, she's from Arkansas, she starts talking <laughs> Arkansas. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> you got, Thomas, you do too a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. when you get around certain people or certain ways, you start blending into that. And that's, you're just, even the hardest-headed kind of person, people listening to this like, yeah, I'm not kind of, I'm not influenced like that. You are. You're around the same things after a while. You are. Yeah. And these a lot of people these do demo- that. With, these with, forces are just—they know, and they're constantly trying to influence. And a lot constantly. of people do that nowadays with stuff they're watching and listening, where they're like, "It's just a TV show." It's like, dude, it's really not mm-hmm. just a TV show. It's not just a song. It's not just exactly. an artist. It's not just something. It's all—you know—it's—it's. It's, they're trying to change the culture, to—you know—but they—they can't do it. It's—you can't change a lot of things overnight. It's a little bit by little bit by little bit. You can't pull the right. rug out from somebody, but if you pull the fiber, one fiber, one one fiber, one fiber at the end, the rug's gonna be gone. Right. And they'll never right. even know it. There was I was reading. That's, that's exactly right. You I are was, what you fill your head with. I was reading C.S. Lewis. He has a book called um, where he talks oh, Wormwood. What's that book? Uh, isn't it Wormwood? No, Wormwood's the demon that's assigned to C.S. Lewis, and he's. C.S. Lewis has said, said he found these letters, you know, it's just a, it's an interesting book, but it's about how how uh, demonic forces influence you. Mm-hmm. And one of them, he says, I found this letter from this demon named Wormwood who said, mm-hmm. um, my, my person he's assigned to is out going on hikes. And when he goes on hikes and walking, he, uh, he thinks about the heavenly realms. And then his uncle writes back, he says, tell him, tell him, convince him that those walks are just exercise and that if he stays away from nature and he stays away from doing good things, he won't think about the heavenly things. And then he'll be, you know, sitting in his own house, stewing on his own misfortunes and why he's all this stuff. And it's, that's it. That's the kind of stuff we do. I mean, not just, I mean, it's not just exercise, (laughs) but it's stuff like that. That's how they do it. They kind of get in there and like, yeah, that's exercise. That's not just walks. It's subtle, subtle. It's very subtle. Like with in another thing with with seniors, I've noticed with senior citizens, as well as with young people, it's not a young people, just a young people thing. Games. Screw tape letters. There we go. Screw tape letters. Yes, that's, that's it. it. I yep. couldn't think of it. <laughs> Video games. I mean, I had a problem with one of them myself. I just fell in love with this game and I couldn't stop was it playing. Fruit slicing. No, it was heyday. <laughs> It was a farm game. I remember my wife used to play that all the time. Oh my goodness! Demonic influences, right, Mike? It's, it's just I, don't, I, don't I can't. I don't know what the deal is with that game, but it 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 takes you away. I guess. Yeah, it's 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 bad, and it's not just. That's another. That's, that's another demonic, subtle though. thing. I think that's a stretch. Well, it keeps you away. Are you playing more heyday than you are reading your Bible? I mean, you know, and you know, not to. <laughs> you know what I mean. You I can deleted. get wrapped up in that stuff. I, idolatry. 
I deleted every game off of my phone just for that reason alone. So now every time I'm what? doing things where I would usually be playing games, I am reading my Bible every one of those times. And it's like it it's changed a lot throughout my mindset throughout the week and mm-hmm. everything. Because every time I'm taking my morning whatever, mm-hmm. when I would be, when I would, I'm trying not to say it, when I would be playing solitaire or something, I'm not anymore. I'm reading through, you know what I mean? I'm reading the proverb mm-hmm. of the day or I'm going through a, through a different Bible study on you version or I'm reading, you know, a different chapter in John or Mark or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just playing solitaire. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where at mm-hmm. the time I was like, it's just solitaire. He's subtle. He's be just like you said. He's very subtle. Little well, tiny thing. If you thing. look at, they say kind of in in the early part of the Bible in Leviticus, God says, "Don't deal with don't don't deal with these soothsayers." And mm-hmm. but they were really looking at them more to find out what's going to happen in the future. It wasn't necessarily demonic. And then, of course, Saul uh, went and saw one and, and was told what the future would be. And By so, Samuel. Yeah. do you see? Is is that is that uh, uh, Christian or uh, spiritual warfare? What is mm-hmm. the purpose? You know, some of it's just people like me. Every now and then, I'll tip my toe in and look at one of the Ghost Adventures TV shows. Oh. <gasps> um, but I'm just kind of getting entertained. But what what is the purpose? Do you see a spiritual warfare? Do you? Do you see people or see like right now in this room, there's angels in the corner and they're... There could be. You know, I don't see them. You don't see ghosts. There's not the yin and the yang, the good devil and the bad no. devil on our shoulder. So some people, you... some people do have that gift. They see, they do see um, in the spiritual realm. I believe animals can, can see that. We've all had a dog that have seen something. What is he looking at? You know, it's, I don't, I don't have the answer for that. I, I don't know. Too. Children, children are very sensitive to the spiritual world. That's so weird. I, why there are some people who see things. I've mm-hmm. never seen a ghost. It's a gift. I've never seen an angel. I've never seen anything spiritual. And but there are people who have seen several things. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you're the guy on the news though, saying you saw a UFO. Yeah, it was over there <laughs> shining. <laughs> I took three of my cows. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Daniel's got me turned over on redneck on that thing. He needs to put me back to normal. <laughs> there is a lot of um, spiritual warfare, sp- the spiritual realm that we don't understand. That's why we need Holy Spirit to to guide us through that. Um, I think the the biggest weapon. Well, you have Ephesians six. That's that's big. Everybody knows that the armor. But I think praise and worship. If you start. If you if you feel like you're being attacked, like depression, that's a that's a I think that's an attack really. Sometimes you're um, you have a chemical imbalance that causes depression. That that's true. I'm not a doctor and I don't understand all of all of those things, but I know that your spiritual health definitely affects your body. So it's all tied together. And, and I think when you, you have to be so, because he's so deceitful, he's so sneaky. 
And I think praise and worship gets rid of him. He can't hang around, or they can't hang around when you're praising and worshiping the Lord. And um, when I'm really trying to fight or pray for someone, or if I have a particular issue going on, like with my eyes, um, Jesus, he spoke to the fever. He spoke to the fever, and the fever left. We can speak to these things. We have authority over these things. We can speak to them. It doesn't say anywhere in this Bible to um, lay hands and beg God to please heal this person. You won't find that in there. It doesn't say that. It says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And well, my mind is going a hundred different places right now. But um, he also when the devil was tempting him, Jesus answered him every time, it is written, and he quoted a scripture. So I think if we find a scripture that fits the need that we have, and there's so many resources to find that scripture, you know, with there's some, you know, on your phone, there's apps and concordances and everything. Find a scripture that, that uh, that you need and say that out loud it is written this is in and quote that scripture tell him tell that enemy i'm submitting myself to god i'm resisting the devil and you've got to go and you're out of here and that's i do that sometimes it just depends the holy spirit will guide you it's not a it's not a uh every time is not the same mm-hmm. yeah every every situation's a little different so yeah yeah, he's sometimes you have to be I know we're supposed to be loving and and kind and 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 everything, but sometimes um that doesn't get rid of him, you know. You have to show your authority. Yeah, that just reminds me of um I was listening to a story one time of this guy who was he was from Africa and he was uh, I want to say witch doctor, but I don't When he came to the United States, he he saw Christians and he said that they were shiny. He saw these people who looked shiny to him and he was scared of them. And he's thought I got it. When he would see one get on a bus, he'd get off the bus and he found out that they were Christians and they must have some special magic that he didn't have. Later he converted to Christianity, but he would say like, you know, the crazy stories that happened where he was from and how Christians were like untouchable you know, to those evil, for, to the, his evil magic or his magic or whatever. I know we sound like crazy people, but I think that mm. he's right. I think he it's, is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that. I believe, cause I've heard that before from, um, from people who, who practice witchcraft. I've had many conversations with these, with these people and, um, they, this one group, they used to go out and, um, I don't know where I read this, um, they used to go out and they they'd walk neighborhoods and they would like cast spells on on people on on houses and stuff and they were going to cast a spell on this one house and and the the head guy says no no don't don't do it to them they're christians look at look in the window and and the, they were glowing they were sitting at the dinner table and and like you said they were they were like glowing and they can't cast a spell on a christian cuz it comes back on them and that's even written in their little so witchcraft weird. book that you know if they if they do that it comes back on them i do have a funny story yeah. about that this is this is kind of a funny story if you want one of them um i was sitting in this place and um and i was a christian 
and this guy came in and he was a um, Satan worshiper and he sat there and told us that he was a Satan worshiper and he wanted to tell us all about it and I said well why do you want to worship Satan he's a big loser and he said what do you mean he's a loser I said well when Jesus Christ died he went to hell and whooped his butt and took the keys to hell he doesn't even have the keys to hell he's a big loser Jesus is the king and he jumped up and he looked at me and he screamed who are you really <laughs> and he ran out the door <laughs> really and i said to the other people that were there he must be new at this Val's like, sun's out, gun's out. Yeah. <laughs> Were you allowed to say whoop his butt? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, much worse has been said whoop. on this podcast. Whoop. Uh-huh. <laughs> much worse has been edited out. <laughs> so out of like one half of my brain, I'm following everything you say. And I'm like, yeah, she's right. She's right. And the other half of my brain, I swear, is like, this is the kookiest conversation I've ever had. This, this is, what are we talking about here? Why is that? Why can't I get my head around this all the way? And I know I'm just saying it because I know there's people listening. Like, what am I listening to? (laughs) Are you speaking for them or for you? For for me. For you? So so you don't believe in spiritual warfare? I do. This hot side of my brain does. So (laughs) we'll we'll just go with the side that believes the book. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's all in there. Remember when you were talking about the resurrection? You were talking about normalcy bias? Yeah, I did talk oh, about normalcy. Oh, you mm-hmm. did. That was you. That yeah. was you. I took that note. Yes. Mm. It's not normal. This is weird. We're not supposed... Because we're not of this world. We are aliens now. You've been adopted. You're adopted. You're a son of God. Did you guys God. hear what I just heard? Well, and, <laughs> We're and, aliens? And when, yes. When, well, that's the borders in here are too. open now. So that's when fine. Jesus cast out the demons and the pigs all ran. And I mean, the demons didn't stop existing. They right. just stopped existing in the in the pigs. And there's thousands of there angels go, yeah. and tens of thousands of angels. Yes. And so. I've always thought about, do you ever think about spiritual warfare? Um, I'm going to be looking at you. <laughs> Because I don't think well, angels and demons they don't have blood, but they they have they fight physically. They they have physical fights, but hmm. do they do they die? Do they just someone wins and they Is it a- go away? I mean, that's one of those questions that you put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, one day was it just a battle of forces? Down. Like you get enough magnets, you can push a refrigerator down the road. You know? Yes. Yes, that's true. I, be- I don't know why that, that just, I don't know. I think maybe you're right, because the more time, sometimes, well, what's that scripture? One one can put one to flee, two, two, ten thousand, you can will flee. The more people that you, more people pray about something. You know, in old battles, they would, you know, the, this, this group would be worshiping their God and asking their God to help them in the battle, and this group would be help, asking their God to help them in the battle. And it was almost like um, spiritual warfare above them and mm-hmm. below them at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, I can remember in Daniel, Daniel was praying for something, 
and uh, an angel came to him and said, I was delayed for all this time because I was delayed by the prince of Persia. Is that what he said? Yep. yep. And, um, and Michael came through and fought him off and I was able to get through to give you this. And he said, the prince of Grisha shall come through later. And right there through history, you have Persia and then Alexander the Great came through Mm -hmm. with the Greek army and wiped them out. And it was like, well, that's happening in the air and on the ground at the same time. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting. And Paul went there and had a lot of, he was in, he was in in those same places having issues. Wow. Maybe Homer was onto something. Hmm. I'm just saying those those gods in those different areas are maybe demonic forces that have a lot of control in that area. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, the other half of my brain's like, nah, Josh, that's crazy. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's the that's the bad spirit whispering in your ear telling <laughs> you, no, you no, no. no There's spiritual no. warfare inside your head. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I can see I can see you got a lot of notes written down there. A lot oh, of just in case I needed them. Just in case I needed them. Is there anything on there that we uh, we haven't we haven't hit yet? Um. Well, one thing is cool. Do you guys have you ever heard of this app? It's called Literal Word. Mm-mm. Do you have that? It's um. Every. It's every word, every word in the Bible. It's like a concordance, and you can tap each word, and it'll it'll bring up, it'll bring up the word, and then where the other verses okay. are. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's um only one one version. That's the e- ESV, I think, mm-hmm. version. And I was looking at. I was studying in Mark, um, today where. It goes back to the parable of the sower, how immediately Satan comes and takes the seed because it didn't get rooted. Mm-hmm. And I was in Mark, Mark 4. In a similar way, these, these are the ones whom the seed was sown on rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporarily then but are only temporary. Then with when affliction or persecution arises because of the the word immediately they fall away. And the word fall is interpreted as snare or a stumbling block. And if you tap on it it's found in 27 other verses and it's it's offense. It's you're offended. It's bait. And I think that is very interesting because I think that is the work of the enemy. Here he comes. He, when you're offended, it's bait. Mm-hmm. You're he made you offended. So it's it's. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. And so, and and that's we're under this woke culture where everyone's oh. offended, and we were. Yes. Kidding today in text saying we were offended about stuff. But, um, <laughs> Woke but that, is a joke. <laughs> but that uh, being offended is the bait of Satan. I got to read that book. I have a book called The Bait, bait of Satan. Huh. Mm-hmm. Reminds me. There you go. I think I, I have some thoughts on Woke. Uh, she's turning the page in her notes. Yes. Here we go. Finally getting into some good stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, um, 
this cancel culture and all this woke stuff. I believe that's the work of the enemy. Yeah, because it is psychological warfare. It is that. You can kind wrap of your stuff. head around that one, though. Mm-hmm. Can't. Yeah. yeah. That that's that's not God. That's that's the enemy trying to cancel everybody. And and like what they're doing in Georgia with the, you know, they're they're all these companies are pulling out because. You know, you, they want to show an ID to vote. Mm-hmm. Well, the only way that we can um, counteract that, we have to stand up to them. This is ridiculous to let them keep going like this. Well, they're, but they're, the, they're putting out a completely false narrative yeah. that it's voter suppression when the only thing it really calls for is voter ID, but it opens up the hours of voting. Because right now, the way the, the or before the way the law read was that they had to. It was like nine to four, I think it was that the vote. early voting was. Now it's a minimum of nine to five up to seven to seven. Right. That, but that's nowhere in there. And then they're saying that you can't, people can't mm. give them a bottle of water while they're waiting in yeah, line. That and, and that's mm-hmm. completely false narrative. Yeah. It's saying you can't, you can't come up to them wearing a shirt or some affiliation of your party and then hand them a bottle of water for free because you are you are promoting promoting mm-hmm. your party right there that it says specifically the only thing you can do is you can have the water set up in a cooler or whatever they can come grab it all they want you just can't they're they're like drawing the lines completely to make sure that nobody is what's the word electioneering or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah. swaying them Mm-hmm. in line which is illegal but yet the media wants to put it out there that it's complete voter suppression and it's it's increases the amount of time for which people can early vote increases the amount of mm-hmm. drop boxes that are put out um right. it's just like it's just it's ridiculous <laughs> it, it really is ridiculous is. but how are people going to find out because we all know the media is all biased too but we can i i think I mean, stop me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking the only way to to um, get our message across, the, not just Christians, but people that don't believe in all this wokeism, cancel culture stuff, you just have to, we just have to hit them in the pocketbook because they understand that love of money is the root of all evil, and that's what they understand. And if we don't buy their products. Mm-hmm. And we tell them we're not going to buy your products because you're the, the problem with that. And someone at this table told me this before. It's in a in an international economy. Mm-hmm. There's billi- There's multitudes in other countries that'll they'll make the dollar off of. They they can well, because there are the people, but we're also the richest country right. on the planet. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the money yeah. is here. So I, I think it they will feel it. But it's not going to, it's not going to put them out of business. But they will feel the loss, m- I, me personally. I, I think, think so. political leaders will f- do whatever the crowd wants them to do. And if the crowd's uninformed and not very, they're dumb. If they're dumb, uninformed they can the be way to say easily that. influenced by big companies. You know, you know, hey, do this, do that, do this. But if you can, this is our goal, I think, as Christians and as just just good American people is to just teach people to be independent minded, to think for yourself. And then when the crowd is well informed, 
then the politicians do what the crowd wants, mm-hmm. you know, and the crowd is doing the right things. Well, I know you've, you've heard this. Long we have a podcast process. on this uh, episode number. Yeah. <laughs> you've okay, heard this. Tune into our private podcast. You've heard no, this multiple have, times. We do have the going with the crowd. Oh, yeah, that's right. Politics is downstream from culture. And the more I see, mm. the more I, the with everything that's going on, the more I see that more and more. They're trying to change the culture completely so that way they can get their political party in and then that's all this country would ever know. Well, that goes back to that psychological warfare where people just want, they have, they have certain fears and they have selfish desires. And when those things can be manipulated, people will do a lot to get away from their fears and to have things, you mm-hmm. know? And well, also nobody wants to be held accountable for anything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's why, like when you were talking earlier about how, you know, some of the churches used to preach uh, hell a lot. And then they were like, eh, I think we need to get away from yeah, that. That's because nobody wants to hear how yeah, they're, you're doomed. They're, yeah, they're, they're doomed. The way <laughs> you, you act is going to doom you. Nobody wants oh, to man. hear that. Like, mm-hmm. imagine, nope. and I told you this, this picture before. Imagine um, you're on a canoe floating down the river and somebody comes out to the bank and they're like, you need to get out of the river. There's a waterfall ahead. You're going to fall to your death. And you say, you know, that's an awful negative message. I don't like you telling me that. If I was the guy on the bank, I'd be like, listen, idiot, get out of the water or you're going to die. And for some reason, we think, well, negative messages aren't good. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. You're going to be doomed. You need to get out of the water. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, that's true. It's our responsibility to, Didn't mean calling by to do the whole Sorry. thing. <laughs> we, the whole book, it's, the, it's everything. That's part of it. That's why he loves us so much, so that doesn't happen to us. Because that's going to happen. I mean, that's the way that it's set up, and that's not going to change. And that's another thing I don't like is this progressive church, this new progressive church that they have now where um, everything is okay. Being homosexual is okay. Being All this stuff is all okay. And, um, and I checked it out, and it's because they do not believe... The word of God. They don't believe the Bible is the word of God. They don't. They don't have it. They don't have a Bible, so they don't have to worry about things like that. I had a big conversation one time on Twitter with somebody about um, about that. It was a respectful um, conversation. I'm, all right, I'm 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 not sure I can believe this. A respectful conversation on Twitter. Yes, I I enjoy Twitter. I have a lot of. Um, Apologetics. I do a lot of. Uh, do they call the you po- boomer? Okay. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Josh no, is I am my, my 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 Twitter handle is Shields Up Saints. <laughs> so they know what they're getting into. Yeah. So I don't have any regular. My real friends are not on there. I've made a whole bunch of new ones. It's all. Um, I'm into the apologetics and the Christian Twitter, and every now and then I've <laughs> dipped my toe in this stuff, but I don't. I'm not. Um, I'm not equipped for that like like they are. It's, Do you have uh, a blue check mark yet? Oh no, no. I don't. Right. Ha- I only don't even have 400 followers. <laughs> but hey, I think if Jesus was on there, he'd have had a blue check mark, I've even though been, he only had 12 followers. I've but. only been banned twice. <laughs> they wouldn't give him a blue check. You've been banned twice. You've been banned. Banned from Twitter. Yeah, twice. they shut me down twice. You and the president, huh? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> but then, I, then they let me back in. You know, but. It's hilarious, right. really kind of funny, but they. What were we, where were we going? Well, we're, we're, we're talking about Winston, Chur- the crowd. Winston Churchill said, "Never waste a good crisis." Yes, and, there you um, go. Churchill said that. And 
I've heard that before. I've heard that. I didn't know Churchill said it. And it, just today, being April, beginning of April, the CDC today has just come out and said, put away the Clorox wipes, put away the sanitizer. You don't need that. Um, today they said that? Today they said that. Well... I was I was and reading so the things re- have changed and 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 a change in administration. All that was said. All he's done is got up and said, fast. "Please wear a mask." That that's all this current new president has said. Please wear a mask. He hasn't come up with anything else. And I, I think he's what you see is was a good, really good representation of our government. You saw states' rights, states doing. Because um, I believe more in states' rights than mm-hmm. the, the federal government, so mm-hmm. our state was one that said we're going to do what we think is right, and and um, the governor was prepared to face whatever that scrutiny was, and we saw that. We saw several states that said states' rights, we're going to do it our way. Mm-hmm. Well, and, they're uh, they're mad at him now. CBS just put that sixty minutes hit job out on him. Well, they're this they ain't going to come out until October. This podcast, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> at DeSantis. Yes. 60 Minutes did a completely, yeah. they did a horrible uh, interview with him where he had, <clears throat> he had supposedly, allegedly, Publix had donated to his uh, political party, his PAC or whatever it is, um, and then he had given Publix like the first dibs or whatever at distributing the vaccine. But the way they framed it, that's the way they framed it. Whenever they interviewed, probably gave to the Democrats. Well, whenever they interviewed him about it, he laid it all on the line that it was open. Everybody had their mission at the beginning. It was take care of the um, elderly in the homes and stuff like that. And whenever you have your area, which you're in charge of, where you're supposed to distribute the vaccines to the elderly, then come to me and we will then get it out to everybody else. Publix was the first one done with what their right. where they were supposed to go to, so well, that's why they were the first well, ones. What people don't understand is I, I work for a city and we've been questioned like why are we not providing the vaccine, and the answer is there's two answers. Number one, the city does not have freezer space. That stuff has to be kept frozen. Okay, if you don't have the freezer space, you're not getting the vaccine. Okay, so Publix, I think, has a lot of freezer space. Yep, they do. <laughs> so it seems to make sense. They're the largest grocer in Florida. And then you've got to have the ability, if you can check the box, I can keep it under the guidelines. I can keep it froze. Then you can go to step two and work with FEMA and the state of Florida government to get to offer the vaccine. You know, all those people doing hit pieces are going to vacation in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So come see us, the sunshine. <laughs> well, and yet, they they were also, you know, they were saying that uh, they picked out one spot that some the Glades County, the closest Publix for the Glades. They just kept saying the Glades was thirty miles. So everybody that lived there had to travel thirty miles to be able to get it. They didn't say was that of all the elderly in Florida, ninety six percent of them live with less than one and a half miles from a Publix. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good company to say, hey, you want to distribute this to the elderly? Because 96% of them live less than a mile and a half from you. And they're like, well, right here in this one little localized spot, it's like 30 miles. It's like, well, nobody else is down there either. There's no other company down there that can manage to do it. Like, oh, we don't want to talk about that. Hmm. Don't look at me like that, Josh. I'm I'm fascinated. (laughs) That's a big word for you. 
60 minutes. Yeah. So, so um, Ms. Val, if you could talk about your late husband Tom's ministry, the bicycle, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's picked it up and carried the torch. But no. could you kind of just go over and describe uh, the, the bicycle ministry as he had it for a number oh, of years Oh, that was here. a God thing, too. That was a God thing. Because I remember the first um, business meeting the church had after Tom started that um, bike ministry pastor said here's a ministry I didn't think was going to get off the ground boy was I wrong and it it just it took off he he would take bikes that um, people would give him or he'd get at yard sales and he'd refurbish them and make them look brand new or as close to new as he could and, and then he would give them away to kids or homeless people or anybody that wanted or needed a bike um, that's what he did, and he would have yard sales, and sometimes he would sell a bicycle to someone who was able to and wanted to yeah. buy a bike, and then he would put that money back in, and it was all above board. All the money came into the church. That's how he did it. You know, it, it went to the church, and then when he would buy the parts, the you know he had the receipt, yeah. and it was all um, he did it all right and. He he loved it. That was his thing. Yes, that he would always tell me because my kids were, um, well, they're they're not old now, but he would say, you know, you got any bicycle problems? Let me know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh. he's good. That was his thing, and I nobody um, nobody wanted to take it over. There were a few people that um, different guys said, I think I've got somebody that wants to do it, but then it it didn't turn out mm-hmm. because it has to be the right one it has to be a god thing you know so i have yeah, a I've couple of his, bikes i was to his shop at least mm-hmm. i think one time definitely i've seen his shop all the bikes it looks the exactly just... the same i haven't <laughs> i did get all the bikes that were done um they all have yes in fact we um laura came over with a trailer and we loaded them up on the trailer and she took them up to the women and children's home up in ocala that was the last of them Mm -hmm. and then um all the scrap i gave to somebody here at the church they came and and got the rest of them (laughs) but there's some few bikes in the in the um in there that he told me to hang on he goes if you ever need any money you could sell this one there's like a you know but yeah it looks just like it did no i can't i don't know what to do to be honest with you you can edit all that out (laughs) (laughs) Um, my son my son you're a grandma to my son oh i love that y'all are two of a kind oh but he's he's so good to me he said make sure you talk to miss val about her cat how often she feeds her cat. Oh, and um, <laughs> he wanted to talk about, uh, he wanted me to mention how good you are at Mario Kart. Oh, so apparently, <laughs> apparently, Miss Val has never lost the game <laughs> of Mario Kart. That's because she hasn't played me yet. She, she plays as Donkey Kong, and she, he's like, Dad, she beats me every time. <laughs> What color wheels? Do you use the blue ones? Yeah, what's your secrets for for Mario Kart? Well, you know, he he never played Mario Kart before, so really, so that was yeah. my secret. <laughs> <laughs> and we were on, and I have it, I have it all the way up on the mirror, you know, thing. But with him, he's he's new at this, you know. He bumps into and, walls. Yeah, he we had it on fifty cc's, oh, yeah. so you know we were. It was that's a cubic inch for those. Miss Val, not everybody knows. Oh that. no, it's no, a that's game. CI. <laughs> CI is cubic inch. What's CC? Horsepower. 
Cubic centimeters. Cubic centimeters. It might be cubic centimeters, no, maybe. That's what it says that on the out, game. Like 50 cc horsepower, yeah. yeah. He oh. did good, though. He did good. because he, he raised his eyebrows. He's like, Dad, she beats me every time. <laughs> like, you tell him to put them eyebrows down. <laughs> like, okay, I, I, I don't know. I want to hear a story from you. Don't say names of the two little kids, but one girl. <laughs> yeah, the boots, the cowboy boots. Oh, that's hilarious. That's a that's one of my favorite Sunday school stories. So she was like And you teach Sunday school for kids age I have preschool. preschool so okay. they're yes. I get them when they're if they're yeah. mature enough you, and they're potty trained. Are you, you teaching know. them spiritual warfare? Yes. Oh, wow. I am. Yeah, okay, I know where to go. We lay hands on each other. We yeah. I anoint them with oil. They we they lay hands on they'll put their little hands on me and pray for me. Yes, we we learn mm-hmm. that stuff. But we were on sitting on the floor and the little girl was like maybe four going on five and the little boy was a little older than three and he had a new pair of cowboy boots and we were sitting on the floor and i was still one of the things i do is that old-fashioned flannel graph stuff that's yeah. just oh, yeah. one the thing but then we mm-hmm. but then we have the video and we do role play we do at that age you got to keep them going from one thing to the other so we're on the floor with with that i'm sitting on the floor too and they're both sitting on the floor with their legs outstretched and they're leaning back on their arms and i'm talking about how jesus can heal you you know and we're telling all i'm telling all these stories i think it was about the blind man i can't remember it was one of the healing stories and the little girl says well, you know, I have diarrhea. <laughs> and the little boy says, I have boots. <laughs> All he could think about was his brand new cowboy boots right out there in front of him. <laughs> I just want to say I've had both of those at the same time. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you yeah. weren't in my class that day. I don't think I was, but uh, <laughs> we just lost half our list. <laughs> Sounds like Zoe. <laughs> All right. So, Miss Val, uh, to wrap this up, we thank you so much for coming and kind of shedding some of uh, your background with spiritual warfare, and um, we thank you for the ministry that Tom had and, and what you did there. Well, thank you for asking about him. I I, I appreciate that. He, I think, if I recall right, he was a Florida State Seminole fan. Oh, yes. Ooh, Both man. of us, well, big, big Florida yeah. State yes. fans. I used to like y'all. Yeah. I know, right? I, yeah, that's back when football used to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't say a word, Daniel. <laughs> by, by the time this podcast plays, they will be getting licensed and for their likeness, and they'll have agents, and it'll be awesome. So uh, thank you again. And with that, thank we you guys thank you for this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. The Whatsoever Things podcast is just a group of folks sitting around talking about their faith, and it does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the leadership of Oxford Assembly of God. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe in whatever your favorite podcast application is. And if you'd like to find out more information about our church, you can visit our website at www.oxfordag.org. That's O-X-F-O-R-D-A-G dot org. We'll see you next time.